the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Hump Day! Yes, indeed, it is. It is Hump Day, our dose of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Just checking out weird articles because that's, I love weird stories uh, over uh, between the hour one and hour two. And uh, there's some freaky deaky stuff out there. I don't know. It just seems a little, I'm, I think it's a little cringy. Identical twins, marry identical twins. And then they, I don't know, there's just something about that that's a little cringy to me. I don't know. Welcome to hour two. (laughs) I'm endlessly fascinated by, uh, my family used to say that to me. You're just endlessly fascinated by absolutely nothing. (laughs) Stories about absolutely nothing. (laughs) I can't help it. You would have fit perfectly on Seinfeld. (laughs) One of my favorite shows. Um, You know, I I also get a little silly when it's Wednesdays at seven, because that's when I get to bring in my man. Uh, and he's a mental, he's a mental giant. So I don't know why he makes me silly, makes me laugh. Of course, I'm talking about financial thought doctor, Dave Elhoff. Hello, my dear. Serenity now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I need some serenity. But you know what? If things are looking up, Dave Elhoff, because today Joe Biden bought all of us taxpayers a bunch of honorary degrees, right? By forgiving all this student debt everywhere. I guess I'm paying off other people's student loans. So shouldn't right. shouldn't I get an honorary degree out of it? You know, it goes to the fact that the government can screw up everything. <laughs> and that's what they've been doing. Yeah. And that's what this is doing. So they're going to make blue-collar workers pay the loans for those liberal arts students mm-hmm. that got the max student loans to get something like a degree in philosophy or a degree in anthropology. <laughs> <laughs> A degree in, yeah, uh, yeah, or like one of my sorority sisters, she, she learned how to, how to, I can't even remember what it's called. I mean, she did like, um, those painted glass things that used to hang everywhere, like in churches, they've got like, um, stained glass. Yes. So yeah, maybe that's maybe I maybe basically I purchased an honorary degree in stained glass. <laughs> it's like the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life, right? Um, yeah, yeah, this is insane. But you know what? Um, it, it, it's not. But it affects everybody. I mean, it's it's not even just absolutely outrageous that blue collar people, hardworking people, are going to have to pay for somebody else's. But no American should have to pay for anybody else's. But here's the thing, Elhoff. The people celebrating this today, these kids going, oh, yay, in college that I heard interview today. They're like, oh, this is so great that I don't have to pay off all my loans. It like you don't realize that you're going to have to pay in one shape or another. 
that this is only going to increase inflation, increase our debt. We're all going to have to pay, including the people who think they got some debt relief. Well, what's interesting is that they say if you're making less than a hundred twenty-five thousand, is it? Yeah. Well, if you went to school and paid the tuition to do that, and you're not making one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, you should have been a plumber. <laughs> yeah. You know what? When I went when I went to LSU, I mean. We, you know, you go to these frat parties and you know sorority parties, and everybody asks what's your what's your name and what's your major, right? At LSU at the time, I mean, at least half of everybody you met was a geology major. Now, why would everybody be a geology major? Because that's when the oil industry was going gangbusters, right? And everybody was like, "What degree can I get to where when I graduate, I'm coming out making bank?" And they didn't care whether or not they liked rocks or not. Okay, it was about getting a degree so they could make some money right exactly and and today you know it's like engineers computer engineers and, and uh, financial uh a master's degree in uh financial management or analysis okay you can expect to make some big bang there but if you are taking these other stupid courses that they have out there thinking that you're going to make a decent living, you got another thing coming. You're going to end up being a waitress at the Waffle House, and then <laughs> hopefully... Hey, I ain't got nothing against a Waffle House. Any no, any fellow... Su- anybody? Have you ever been to a Waffle House, Skins? Been to the South and been to a Waffle House? Uh, it was probably about a year and a half ago I went for the first time. Ooh, it's good. It's especially good at 3 a.m., man. Especially good after the bars have closed. It's that's some good eats. Um, so, yeah, we got nothing against the Waffle House, but it's 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 just true. But but let me give you another scenario. Um, hot chick goes to school and gets a degree in stained glass, comes out. She ain't making any money. Um, um, she just meets, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. It, she There could be a scenario to save time here from my tortured analogy. There could be a scenario to where, uh, uh, you know, a young bride or a young gal is dating Big Bank Hank. He's worth millions. She's making under 125000 or whatever. And that's good. She's going to get the debt forgiveness when she's marrying or dating or whatever, you know, Big Bank Hank. Or you could have a couple uh, both making 124k a year, and they're gonna, you know, living together. You know, that's that's decent bucks, that's decent bones, even in San Diego, and they're gonna get debt relief. This is just about buying votes. It's all it is, and I think it's gonna backfire. But I'm concerned. I, I think, even, not even just an economic perspective, Elhoff, because not all, you're you're called the financial thought doctor because you're a thinker, Elhoff. So I think you can handle this philosophical concept. He's always that layer deeper. He's deep, man. Elhoff is deep. Deep. Well, well you so know, there's always unintended consequences with what these yahoos are trying to do. You take, for instance, even Pelosi came out and said he can't do this with an executive order. Only Congress can do this. Right. So that, but then today she's praising it. Some of the unintended consequences that you, being the financial thought, you know, leader that you are, can grasp is that. Um, part of the part of the aim for this and why they decided if they're going to give some debt relief to Americans hurting right now, why it would be college students instead of maybe a small business owner, right, who had to had to take out a bunch of debt to stay in business during COVID is because this is about continuing the 
transition culturally in the minds of Americans towards socialism. I mean, they're going to these kids that are learning in these socialist, rotted, fetid socialist institutions now and doing some income redistribution, and it's reinforcing the notion of socialism in this country. It also is, instead of dealing with the fact that if, if, if any of these students coming out with these worthless degrees can't pay their student debts, how about the fact, uh, Elhoff, I, there's an article here I got from Fox Business, that 10 of the top U.S. universities have endowments worth more than $200 billion. They could easily, easily take their endowment money and contribute to it. Or how about all of these state-funded universities across the country taking measures that are going to get the tuitions back down to a reasonable level. Instead, they're doing crap like hiring people like Focahontas and paying her $400,000 to teach one class. And then, you know, that's one of the reasons why tuition's going up, right? Exactly. And the reason why is because the government made these student loans available. So that takes the pressure off the universities. Uh, They say, okay, We'll just go and have you get loans so we don't have to give you scholarships. We don't have to do this. And so what happens then? The price of education goes up because the student loans are there. You can go out and borrow. Your parents can borrow. You can borrow. And you can pay for this. And then the university makes up all these excuses why you don't deserve to get a scholarship or a grant or any of those free money types of things. Mm -hmm. So the financial aid office is not your friend when you're going into uh, financial aid. Well, yeah, and and so what this will do, too, is it will set the stage for um, what, there's no motivation now for a college or university to keep its tuition low or do anything to lower it, but to, to hike it at this point, right? Because they can expect that, you know, as long as they can continue to contribute to the, cre- the student debt crisis, then the Democrats are going to have an excuse to buy votes to solve the student debt crisis, because that's what liberals do, right? They manufacture crises and then try to implement some kind of government, you know, ruse in order to supposedly solve it, but it only ends up making it worse because it also conditions students to think, you know, if they're going to now go and borrow money, well, hey, I'll just, uh, you know, I don't have to be responsible. I don't have to think about whether or not I'm going to ever be able to pay this off. I'll just get it forgiven by the government. So there's all kinds of down the downstream consequences coming from this. But get this, Elhoff, even former Obama economic advisor Jason Furman, he went on a rant today on Twitter, ripping Biden for this, calling it inflationary and reckless. He said pouring roughly half a trillion dollars of gasoline on the inflationary fire that is already burning is reckless, he said. And doing it while going well beyond one campaign promise and breaking another is even worse. Uh, so, I mean, when you've lost Barack Obama's financial advisor, you've gone some hard commie left, haven't you? Totally. Well, we knew that was coming because I'll tell you what, AK, when you take a look at 529 plans, UGMA plans, all these plans that are in there. Talk to me in English, Goose. Is that is that these savings plans for people for colleges? Yes. Exactly. Okay. And what happens is when you have your money in those plans, the universities come in and say, well, you have all this money in these plans, so we don't have to give you free money. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> you got to spend that first. 
And then what happens is the other one is that what if your kid doesn't go to college? What if they are smart and they learn a trade and go to work and don't go to college? Well, then that money's frozen there because it's got to be used for college. Right. I didn't know that. So, I just assumed that if your kid didn't go to college that you could just pull that money or m- move it over. Well, you can change benefit series, and that's true. But if your kid does not go and you don't have other beneficiaries, then you're kind of out of luck. Wow. And plus, the other thing is with 529 plans, they're usually age-weighted plans, and they don't perform very well. Okay. And the whole point is this, is that you want to have freedom of choice of how you position your money and how you use your money. You want to use your money for whatever you want to use it for, whether it's college education, whether it's to buy a, a uh, investment property, or whether it's to buy a vacation property, or to travel, or to do whatever you want. You want to have freedom of choice to enjoy the wealth you've accumulated without having it being tagged for one thing. Yeah, and nobody's really talking. Yeah, do. nobody's talking about these other plans today. You're the only one to, to, to mention that because, yeah, I mean, you know, people, you know, uh, one of the lessons people should take away from this is not every kid is meant to go to college. Most people that I know of when they have kids and if they think they they want to put their kid on a college track, they did start putting money into these funds. People need to now be thinking about that it, it more instead of it just being automatic. Uh, understanding what you're saying that there's you know that that may not be the best choice in terms of yeah and you know and and then also the fact that you know going to college right now it's like you said before unless you know you got to think about whether or not this is a good use of your money for your kid because you know i know people that are that are spending their retirement money to put their kids through college and then if they're coming out with degrees that just don't you know aren't necessarily going to be good income earners then everybody's really lost and particularly right now when people are with inflation like it is and people unsure about economics, I know people in their 40s, 50s with kids, it's like they need to be rethinking it, right, before they just p- decide just it's not it shouldn't be automatic anymore like in my generation. Consider where you, a trade school. Would consider consider other options, right? Exactly, because not everyone is is cut out to go to college. Not everyone's cut out to be an engineer. Not everyone's cut out to be a doctor. Those are high-profile type of careers that you're going to make some money in, right? Yeah. So if you're not cut out for that and you're not cut out for going and drinking for four years to try to get a, a degree in anthropology, then... <laughs> Come on, folks. <laughs> and if you've got Think a kid, and if you've got a kid in high school that's not really got some, you know, I mean, so many times in, in the old days, 20 years ago, people would be thinking, well, you know, my kid doesn't have any particular aspirations. Let me just put him in, you know, LSU or wherever, or USC or UCLA and let him figure it out. You can't necessarily afford to do that with where we're at economically, and particularly if you're looking at retirement anytime soon. You need to be getting your act together economically. And then on top of it, I sent you this article today, Elhoff. When I initially read the article, I thought it was Bank of America. It's Bank of Australia, but it still is a real concern to me. We're talking to Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor. I've been warning everybody for a while, Elhoff, about these ESG scores because, uh, yeah, because, uh, you know, um, environment, social justice and governance and that um, it was how 
for, it started actually years ago with Moody's and Standard and Poor's about four or five years ago. Businesses starting to be rated on how they're uh, handling environmental, social justice and governance. In other words, are they towing the liberal line and that affected their business credit ratings? And I started telling people, look, you got to be thinking about this because if it's happening in corporate America, it's eventually going to filter down to us and you won't be able to get a loan for something if they don't like how you think socially and politically and then i saw this article that i sent to elhoff today that in the uh, in in australia the bank of australia is no longer going to be doing loans for any cars that are not electric vehicles beginning in about a year and a half from now that's scary elhoff well but they will allow you to get loans for old diesel and gasoline oh i missed the fine print how does that make sense Yes, it was there. They will allow you to get a loan for old cars because they realize uh, people aren't going to be able to afford electric cars. So, uh, so I don't. So now I'm completely confused. But then again, you know, what is the left if they're not completely hypocritical? Well, that's the whole thing. Is this is the one thing that America was built on that we don't need the government. to tell us what's best for us. And that's what the left is trying to do. We are smarter than you. We have all the facts. You know nothing. You have no knowledge. And we're going to make the choice for you. Yeah. Yeah. And not only we're going to make the choice for you, um, you know, if you're if you hold any opinion that doesn't that doesn't, uh, you know, tow the government line and the narrative that the government which is so, I mean, it, I don't know if that's fascistic, totalitarianistic, or, you know, pick your istic. You know, that's well, what that the is. is. They're going to cancel you. Yeah. It's yeah. You're not good. Right. Exactly. To the degree to where uh, you're going to be controlled. We saw this play out in Canada during the trucker, during the trucker protest is that um, they, it, people that were, um, expressing political views contrary to the to the Canadian government they were freezing people's bank accounts exactly and that's what's coming and so and you that's know a, that's the whole thing and that's the reason why this country was started in the first place is to get rid of government influence government telling us what is best for us well, these are really scary times economically, and that's one of the reasons why I had you on. We want people to know what's happening out there, but also know that there are options that you have. And, you know, it's this isn't the same time. 20 years ago, people thought of college in one certain way. We can't be thinking about that anymore. It's not the same economy, right? It's not the same financial times. Looking at retirement. Looking at retirement is different. You got to look at that differently. Look at the attacks on our oil industry. Housing is going up and down. It's been skyrocketing. But now we had, I think in July, we had the lowest sales we've had. And I think in something like 20 years, it dropped. I mean, so it's like people don't really know what to do right now with their money. And so that's why I wanted to bring you on and start doing some segments with you to try to give people some ideas on what they can do. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. Best way to get a hold of me is uh, email me at Dave at Elhoff.com, E-L-H-O-F-F.com, Dave at Elhoff.com. You can go to my website, Financial Thought Doctor, and there's a lot of tips on there. And you can call me, 619-548-0965, 619-548-0965, because I tell you, the traditional financial planning 
formula that most planners are using out there is flawed from the start. Yeah. And you got to know how money really works. Yeah. And that's the problem with most people. They don't really understand money and how it works and all, all the taxes, the government, the financial institutions, they have designed these programs to take your money yeah. unknowingly and it can be unnecessary for you. So give me a call, 619-548-0965. All right, Fighting Meadows. Thank you, All my right. dear. Take right, it easy. Okay. We'll talk at you later. All right. All right. Gu- guess what? <clears throat> I've, got some, I've got some really shocking climate change news to share with you guys when we come back. And then we're also going to talk some Florida and some amazing news that came out of the Sunshine State. So stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show on its way. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So this is hurricane season, right? Who remembers this is hurricane season? In fact, we just passed the anniversary of Katrina, right? Get this, because we've been hearing for years now that any time that there is a, you know, a bad snowfall, any time there's a tornado, any time there's a hurricane, that's evidence of climate change, right? Of course, originally it was global warming, but then when it never really got any hotter than any other time, they had to change it, right? Now, everything is... Climate change. Here's some interesting news I heard today. Uh, this could be just the third August since 1961 and the first August since 1997 without a named storm. We have not had a hurricane. First time in 30 years we have not had a hurricane. 30th, uh, yeah, as Wednesday's 30th, I can't remember what, what website this came from. It was a um, weather site. Said... Um, as Wednesday's 30th anniversary today of Hurricane Andrew, it's also interesting to note the season's calm follows 2021, which was the third most active, um, 2020, which was the most active season. Uh, this year was the first time in seven years there wasn't a named storm before the June 1 start of hurricane season. Wow, so they're not naming hurricanes, but uh, DeSantis is naming, naming elves. Yeah. <laughs> Nice segue, but I'm still here on a climate change. <laughs> we'll get down there for a minute. I think this is important because they keep trying to tell us every year when there's hurricanes. Oh, it's severe. And I've been saying for years, I grew up in the South. We weather. had hurricanes every year. It's called weather, right? And we always knew if we ever had, we always said if we ever get one, it's a cat three or above, come up the Wrigley's, we're done, which is a body of water down there. So we knew, we knew when we saw Katrina out in the Gulf, we were dead because we knew that they hadn't done what they needed to do to shore up. You're below sea, you know, sea level down there anyway. So this is just what we grew up in. But the climate change hoax, hoaxers had to try to use normal weather patterns to try to panic people. It's like Dr. Stella was saying last hour that, uh, that when you, when you, when people, I think she said it last hour, she might have said it once I heard her say it before, but when people get panicked, they lose their sense of reason. And so there, and, and let me tell you, if you've ever been in a hurricane or know that one was coming towards you, it's incredibly frightening. And so they have used these weather situations, whether it be flooding or, you know, whatever natural disaster fires out here in California as an excuse to try to push their climate change crap and crap it is. And have you heard anybody talking about this, how we have a hurricane season with no hurricanes for the first time? Not one named storm. Um, Now, there's evidently expecting that there might be one or two off the African coast. 
Um, they're also saying, I guess it's possible one could start up, you know, somewhere, you know, but at this point, you know, there's not been one. This is the first time in many years we have not had a named storm. All right. Politically, let's get back to Florida. Speaking of Hurricane Andrew, which, you know, devastated the state of Florida. Um, it's been quite the hurricane yesterday. And nobody's reporting on this either. I heard this. I don't remember her, or where I heard it this morning. But yesterday, actually, for all the talk about primaries in Florida, yesterday was a big primary day in Florida. Of course, uh, Governor DeSantis ran unopposed. We're going to play some clips from you from former Republican Governor Charlie Crist, who then went independent and now went so far left, he's up inside Joe Biden's hiney. We're going to play that clip in a minute. I think the most important story that came out of Florida yesterday is it, w- it was actually uh, election day for school boards. And not only did Ron DeSantis, ultra nuclear MAGA guy, not only did his endorsed candidates win in school board races, but they actually flipped large school board districts from Democrat control to conservative control. And there's a and and that is that's a hurricane, that's an earthquake. Because you know that Florida, the epicenter, that's why Disney went so hysterical. That's an absolutely enormous state, and they were doing all that they could in that absolutely enormous pivotal state to try to get inside the minds of every kid down there and try to push them into transgenderism. And Ron DeSantis said, "Oh, not in my state. You ain't going woke in my state." And he has he has done a war against woke. In the state of Florida, one of the things that he did, in addition to schools and, and the uh, Parental Control Act, um, is, you know, and this goes in line with what I was just talking to Elhoff about in terms of corporations. He said that there will be no pension plans involved in the state that involve any funds that have to do with ESG. Not going to not going to invest in it, not going to put any money in it. This is what we need across the country. You look at the wins that he's gotten. This is the blueprint, Skins. The Republican Party for decades has ran from everything that's going on now has been in the works for decades. We're just it's just because the Republican Party didn't address it and refused to refuse to deal with it and ran from it in fear that we're at the point to where five year olds are being put on puberty blockers and having their bodies mutilated. But this has been this has been coming for a really long time. And it's the first time we've got anybody. And Trump did not deal with the cultural Marxist movement. He didn't. Oh, DeSantis runs, but he runs towards it. He runs towards it, and he is dismantling it. And let me tell you, I saw some interviews with some of the school board, um, his endorsed school board candidates that won down there, and um, they said that they've gotten calls from so many Democrats and independent parents that didn't want anybody to know their names, but were abs- that voted for them because this is not a partisan issue. This is what the Republican Party leadership needs to understand. That this is actually what the voters want and not just Republicans. Trump actually, um, he's got, you know, when he came down the escalators, he was more about, um, he didn't really deal with a lot of the cultural Marxist stuff because he was so focused on so, so many of the important things, obviously, that were a part of the destroying of America, the open border, the TPP deals, this global, all the global economic stuff. And quite frankly, then he spent four years being, you know, under attack and in the sights by a weaponized government that, and as well as a weaponized Republican Party establishment that even though we had control of both houses, did everything that they could under the excuse of the Russian collusion hoax to handcuff him, stop him. I mean, he couldn't have gotten anything done with the 
cultural Marxist movement. They wouldn't have done anything. Um, but you can, but but it, it's one more example of um, the Republican Party shying away in part because they're scared of it, mainly because they, all they care about is power. Um, they don't want to give up one vote. They don't believe enough in conservatism. They don't believe enough in Americanism to uh, to to push back against it. They uh, they believe in holding on to their power, and they don't want to risk it. They don't understand, and they don't care what the that the reality is is that this is really not a partisan issue. The left is doing a good job with MSNBC and CNN and beyond to try to convince America that they that it's mainstream. That it's mainstream that people want five-year-olds to be put on puberty blockers. It's not mainstream. They want you to think that it's mainstream, that it's okay for men to gyrate in a church or gyrate in, in, in a thong in a, in a library and have kids put dollars in their G-string. It's not mainstream. There's no excuse going forward. When you see the success that Ron DeSantis has had in Florida, there's no excuse why we don't have Republican governors and Republican elected officials all across this country following this blueprint. And you know what else has come out as a result of its skins? I think I lost my skins. One, one, of the things, one of the things that's come out of this is that voter registration, it was kind of neck and neck, if not maybe even more Democrats that were registered to vote in Florida than Republican. It is now solidly majority of registered voters in Florida are Republican. This is it, it works. There are far more Americans than it, than they want you to realize that are traditional Americans in MAGA. And a perfect example of the failures over decades of the Republican Party and how they've been lying to us about who they are and what they really believed is Charlie Crist who was the Republican governor down in Florida, pretending that he was saying all the same crap on the campaign trail as all the Mitch McConnells and all the rest were saying in their congressional and Senate campaigns, right? When he was a Republican, then he switched to independent, right? He was loving up on somebody when he was governor down there. It might've been Barack Obama. Now he's so left, he's Biden. Now he's so left. Now he's so left. He's up. He's all up inside and Biden. He won his Democrat primary yesterday and he was asked about, I mean, this is so cringy. This is so fanboying. It's one thing to say that you want to support Joe Biden and you and you want him to endorse your race. Entirely another. But this is so fanboy cringe. I can't even I I may have to plug my ears. Skins, please play Charlie Crist. You're talking about the perks of Florida. Sure. I cover the White House normally. Will we be seeing you in Florida? Do you want President Biden to come and campaign with you? Absolutely. Listen, look what Joe Biden's done for our president. Biden, forgive me, has done for our country. He's been exceptional. Look what he's done for the world. I mean, what's happening in Ukraine? They are bringing NATO together, uh, new members to NATO, Finland, Sweden. It's, it's remarkable. The EU. I mean, what other president could have done what he's done? He's been phenomenal. Gas prices are down. Inflation is trending down. Democracy is trending up. I'm running against a guy who's against democracy. He doesn't support mail-in ballots. He doesn't support African-Americans and their right to vote. Joe Biden supports all of that. He's a good man. He's a great man. He's a great president. I can't wait for him to get down here. I need his help. I want his help. And he's, he's the best I've ever met. Oh, I know dear. this man. Dear. He offered me his lunch when he was campaigning for me uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago down in Florida. I, don't, I only eat one meal a day. I try to stay fit. I'm an old quarterback from Wake Forest. Okay, but seriously, what? this man is okay, a great I, man. I, this is like, 
and now it's really getting cringe. Joe Biden offered me his lunch. What? He offered you what? A couple of fries, sandwich, and he's going off talking about himself as a you know a football player. I mean, that had Get to him been, out of here. that had to have been one of the most cringy interviews I've ever seen in my life. It was bad. That is like humiliating bad, particularly when you're listing off Ukraine as some kind of success for Joe Biden. Look what's happening in Ukraine. It's oh, Andrea, like, and and he did, democracy is going up. <laughs> <laughs> Gas prices are going down. Hey, things are great economically. Wow. That's that's and this is this is who the Democrats think can be. Have fun Ron with DeSantis. DeSantis. My friend John Cardillo tweeted out today. He lives in Florida, former NYPD police officer and detective, former Newsmax host. He tweeted out yesterday, wait till you see the opposition research I have on Charlie Crist, he's going to regret running for office. And let me tell you, John Cardillo is a straight shooter. There ain't anybody. Let me tell you, if, if Cardillo says he's got oppo research that's going to run Charlie Crist out of Florida, he's got oppo research that's going to run Charlie Crist out of Florida. Okay. And I am just here for it. I am just, and I am just, that just is so tasty. Maybe it's races like this that will inspire Liz Cheney to uh, to run in twenty four. Yeah, um, but he's one of the things though that you know on a serious tip, him talking about what a good man Joe Biden is. What a good man Joe Biden is. We talked to Jesse Jane Duff, who was on the show last night, Gunnery Sergeant Jesse Jane Duff, and she just went off on Afghanistan and the chaos there and how we lost these thirteen brave Americans unnecessarily in Kabul today I came across a clip of a mother of one of those 13 11 Marines one airman I think and one army soldier and here's how she described a meeting with Joe Biden after uh, she lost her her child in Kabul he interrupted me and started talking about his son about his son and I remember looking at him and going, what are you doing? And then I said something along the line, this isn't about your son. This is about my son. And um, I told him he had no business talking about his son. And then I started again uh, talking about my son. And then he said, I just wanted to let you know how I feel. At that point, now I'm even more angry because he said he would brought up his son because he just wanted to let me know how he feels. I probably sound like I didn't care that he'd lost a kid and I didn't mean for it to sound that way. It's... His son died of cancer, so they had time to be there, with, spend time with him, tell him goodbye. My son died because of the very man that I was talking to. Boom. She's sitting there talking to the commander-in-chief, and she, uh, who, and she must know. I'm sure she's read the reports and knows that that was, quite frankly, an orchestrated chaotic ending to Afghanistan because he he was told by military generals that they didn't have to go out of the Kabul airport. There was other ways that they could have done it in a way that wasn't chaotic, that there were terror warnings. She she had to have known all that. Um, she decides she's going to meet with this commander in chief who was responsible for the death of her kid. And he, all he wants to do is talk about himself and his son. His son, who was dishonorably discharged from the military, his son who died of cancer. There was absolutely nothing appropriate about anything Joe Biden's comments in, uh, about his son. She, sh- I, I'm sorry that she even said, "Oh, I hope I don't come across it. I didn't care. He lost his son." You, there's what a gracious woman she is to even be saying that. I don't care that he lost his son. I don't have to. I don't have to extend grace. In that moment, all that mattered was about her son. 
Quite frankly, I don't I don't have to care about Joe Biden. I don't have to have any sympathy for Joe Biden. If you listen to him talking about himself and, oh, I just wanted you to know how I felt. Is it any wonder how we ended up with that crackhead, abusive, uh, allegedly child abusing, according to images that are reported on his laptop, crackhead, corrupt, criminal, dirtbag son of his? Who got into an, uh, who, who started immediately started a relationship with his sister in law, the widow of his dead brother? Is it any wonder? And you know what? Maybe, maybe we need to start talking about the diary of his daughter and the shower she took with him. I don't want to hear ever again about Joe Biden being a good man. He has no business being anywhere near the White House, and he's only there because he was installed. Installed like software. The election was stolen. There's some reports tonight that some Republican in Nevada, Nye County, is mad because the new secretary of state or somebody running for secretary of state wants to get rid of machines and go to all hand counting. Oh, you know, I'm just so tired of these Republicans, these election deniers. Look, if you've got a problem with taking measure, even if you don't believe that the election was stolen, how do you have a problem? How do you have a problem with wanting to put measures back in place that don't provide opportunity for fraud? How do you have a problem with that? You're a fraud denier. Again, ask yourself why. Exactly. You're a fraud denier. Charlie Crist. (gasps) He doesn't believe. DeSantis doesn't believe in democracy. He doesn't believe in mail-in ballots. We didn't have mail-in ballots three years ago, and now all of a sudden the the measure of you, the test for whether or not you agree with democracy, and by the way, we're a republic, is whether or not you agree with mail-in ballots. I'm sorry. DeSantis is captain democracy. He is. All right. We're going to take a break. I'm going to cool down and calm down. I might have me a little more iced coffee. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Earlier we talked about ESG scores being how um, you're going to be rated as a consumer. And this is so communist Chinese, right? I mean, they've got their social credit scores. Yeah, The Chinese go into a market and they have to show their their digital device, their digital passport, and they get rated on whether or not they're, you know, touting the, you know, or have they dared to say anything that goes against the Communist Party lines, right? That's going to be happening uh, to us in terms of uh, as consumers. It's already happening in the state of New York when it comes to your ability to buy a gun tell me where in the constitution it says that you've got the right to bear arms unless the government sees a social media post that they don't like and you dare to speak words that they don't like when i've read the constitution i don't remember that here is governor kathy hochel talking about social media questions are now a part of their background checks clip four it's not how we're doing it in new york anymore we also talked about i mentioned social media a number of times I've called upon and working closely with our attorney general to identify what's going on in social media. Those questions are now part of our background checks, uh, just like in the old days, you talk to someone's neighbor. Uh, now you can talk to their neighbors online and find out whether or not this person has been spouting uh, you know, philosophies that indicate that they have been radicalized, and that's how we protect our citizens as well. Wow. First of all, there's never been, in, in uh, my understanding, there's never been a background check for a, vol- for a gun that involved them going and talking to your neighbors. Nope. That's a lie. That happens in uh, national security clearances. My mother used to get security, high-level security clearance. She handled classified docs. That did not happen in terms of government uh, gun control background checks. That's a lie. 
Uh, they're trying to normalize doing checks on your speech. What does she does she give that she doesn't give the definition of being radicalized. She doesn't give that definition. We know what we know what the definition is, though, because that definition was a part of Merrick Garland's Department of Justice counterterrorism efforts, and it involves DVEs, domestic violence extremists, as defined by those who believe in limited government and dare to question the outcome of elections. Buy guns, people. Buy guns. While you still can. While you still can. All right, final break of tonight's Andrea K. Show. 888-344-1170. Got a funny email to read to y'all from a listener when we come back. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Got a couple interesting emails from listeners. One that came in just a few minutes ago saying, Charlie, Charlie Christ, gag me with the spoon. Who remembers that reference? That's from the 80s, Dude, that's right? a long way back. That goes way back to like Valley Girl Dating. days, right? Valley Girl days. Who remembers the movie Valley Girl? Yeah, Nicolas Cage. I, I love every movie he's been in. Oh my gosh. I'm not the biggest Nicolas Cage well, I, fan. You got, you got to love Cage. I think that's um, probably the only movie I really like him in. I didn't really like uh, Moonstruck. Just not no? really. No, not really my movie. Not really. Um, okay, another email I got. Remember last night, I think it was, I was talking about San Diego Blood Bank saying you can't store I your blood remember. for more than three days. Got an email. Got the best listeners out there. Love you guys so much. This is Frankie, my uh, Cajun friend, said that um, they, he there's an organization. He sent me a link. Um, two years ago, this organization was freezing blood successfully storing it long in advance. So, yes, there are options for those of us that might want to consider. It should be an option for everybody, right? It should should be an option for everybody right now. If you want to get the shot, you believe in it, get the shot. Those of us who don't want to get the shot, we shouldn't have to get the shot or or a blood product, you know, in, in the form of a transfusion that's part of the shot. You know, I think it's I think it's pretty, you know, I think that should be pretty basic. And it's kind of, I'm surprised that I have not heard any other show talking when about it. you sit it, there and you think about it as far as like, you know, if you have beliefs and you don't want any part of the vaccine in your body and you think about what could happen if you get into a life-threatening situation, it's scary stuff. Well, ultimately, it's about medical freedom. That's really what it's about. It's about medical freedom. Now, of course, we don't know what else could be in somebody's blood, but they're supposed to screen from things that could cause death. And that should be this should be a part of the screening. All right, tomorrow night show, my friend Melody Burkholder is going to be here. She's actually running for city council here in San Diego, former Secret Service, just a hot witch. So you definitely want to stay tuned. Come in, tune in tomorrow night for that show. Peace out. Love you all. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.